0: 1 Peter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead.
1: It's Fall share on American Family Radio. In these troubled times, God is our living hope. Help us share that hope by calling 877-616-2396. That's 877 616 2396 or pledge online at afr.net. And thanks for your partnership during Share on American Family Radio.
0: It might seem like we would falter or like we would kind of give it up if if Jesus Christ were not our Hmm. living hope, if the Lord. We're not our living hope. There's not much to be encouraged by when you look at what's happening um, in our world today. Mm. But there is hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, Will, that's so much in our wheelhouse. Today is day one of our Fall share where yes. we remind our listeners that we are on the air by the grace of God and their generous support. And, and I do mean that. And I, I actually mean it in that order. <laughs> yeah. It's by God's grace that we're on the air and uh, you partner with the Lord and partner with this ministry mm-hmm. as you support us financially. But one of the things I want to focus on today as we kind of weave in some stories reminding you of what it is that you tune in for every day. Oh, I guess the first thing I should say is I'm Mickey. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, it's been a minute, you know, you, you got to get back into the saddle. I'm Will. Yeah. Thank you for <laughs>
0: inviting me on to your program, Yeah, Will. you know, I anytime. appreciate it. You can come here uh, yeah. <laughs> be, be a guest <laughs> on my show. Thank you for making space. <laughs> 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 making space for me. I really do uh, appreciate it. Um, sure. I. Uh, I have a story here I could, I could tie in just to kind of mock a little bit, um, <laughs> but looking at uh, the Smithsonian, it appears that um, this is the year of the woman, so you should invite me on your show. Mm. Um, anyways, we'll talk <laughs> about that a little bit later. We've got a, <laughs> we've got a story um, talking about what the Smithsonian is doing uh, and, and their new exhibit. It's a girlhood mm. exhibit um, that features <laughs> a, a man. So we'll, we'll talk about of that course. anyway. We'll talk. We'll, yeah, right. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that, but this is day one of our fall share and I would like to ask all of the Aaron, the Addison's listeners, uh, you tune in on a regular basis and we hear from you on a regular basis. So first let me say, thank you. I would like to encourage you to support the work that we do here. If you feel like this program and this ministry is a blessing to you, then we are asking you to help us keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a blessing to be able to open these microphones and not have to worry that someone has told us what we need to say about an issue.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a blessing. And you you <laughs> right. hear look, you hear things here that you wouldn't hear other places. That's just the truth. You know, I was talking That's to right. uh Bishop uh E.W. Jackson. I, <laughs> they asked me to come on with him. We had a good time, you know. We oh, had a good great. yeah, we had a good time and uh just saying how you hear a lot of things in the, from the media, you know, a lot of lies, you know, we call them fake news and everything in mm-hmm. it's. But here you're going to get news and information from a biblical perspective. And I I believe that sets us apart.
0: Absolutely. And I would say this, you know, and it's I think it's so fitting that our theme for this fall share is our living hope, because one of the things that we are tasked with doing when we open these microphones every day is filtering what we cover through a biblical worldview That's and right. pointing people back to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I would just like to stress that that is something that makes us different from your average conservative news site. Right. Right. Like your average conservative news podcast or your conservative news radio program. And all of those programs might be great. Mm -hmm. But we are in a defining moment here in our country. And I just want to take a second to to kind of lay out in a nutshell what I think that defining moment is that we are Christians first. Mm. We are Christians first, and our allegiance is to the Lord God. That's right. And so it becomes so vitally important, the work that we do here at AFR, because that's our first and foremost distinction, Yeah, that we are Christians. So yeah. it's not just conservative news that you're getting. It's not just conservative programming that you're getting, mm-hmm. but it is conservative programming that is filtered through an unapologetic biblical filter, that's biblical right. worldview, biblical lens. The word of God is our straight edge. And as such... And, and I don't mean to <clears throat> excuse me, I don't mean to be petty here, but I know that there are some Uh-oh. conservative news um, networks mm-hmm. that conservatives are having a problem with because they are opening the 10 pegs wider and wider. Yeah. And they are allowing for more and more liberal commentary.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, the So truth. then you have you have shifting worldview. Right. right. You have shifting worldview and it's happening right in front of our eyes. You don't have to worry about that with American Family Radio. Mm -hmm. And why don't you have to worry about that? Not because we're staunch conservatives, because we can (laughs) see clearly how that looks across the landscape where Jesus Christ is not exalted. You don't have to worry about that because the word of God does not change. That's right. So if we're standing on the word of God, that means that we are looking at the issues of the day and filtering those issues, the discussion of those issues, through a unique lens. It is the lens of the scriptures. And if that has been a blessing to you, if your family's been encouraged, if you've learned some things that maybe you didn't know before and you've been able to share that, if you've been able to take that with you into the marketplace, would you help us keep doing that? The number is 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396. Or you can give online at AFR.net. Will the Great, Mm -hmm. even though I'm, you know, trying to focus on, you know, minimal sleep and you, you keep sending me these stories and you keep talking to me <laughs> well, I mean, you know. <laughs> about what's going on, which is good, which is good. It keeps me, you know, keeps me fresh. Um, but you keep, <laughs> keep talking to me yes. um, about what is continuing to go on in the culture. And yeah. so just today we were talking about a story that I want to bring in mm-hmm. and um, do let me know when we have Abe on to discuss with oh, us because he's, that's always right such here. a, he's is he standby. ready to go? Yeah, he's ready to go. Okay. That's, okay, yeah, good.
2: Mr. Full-time family. Yeah.
0: Yes <laughs> from, <laughs> I was so excited about that
2: your, yeah from yeah your, uh, is, how you say it? what y- say y- it y- you're saying man from your part-time job? Oh to yeah, to, yeah, yeah. So when you on you transition? No, it's <laughs> just of the honor. Like, I bring
3: my baby in this. You so new ones? You bring the babies into it from the get-go.
0: His <laughs> second-born, everybody.
3: <laughs> but no, I'm saying making your transition from your part-time job, where you generate an income to serve your families, to your full-time job, mm-hmm. which yeah. is discharging faithfulness to our Lord, but doing so through a primary context. He has blessed us to do so through, which is through serving our family. Amen.
0: Amen. Love Amen. it. Amen. Love it. That 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 coming. <laughs> To uh, somebody's back, too, right?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know if we can talk about it or not. Like I,
0: I don't. I'm so out of the loop. I don't want to say anything before you know. It's anyways. Y'all just let me know. Um, Abe, I, I wanted to bring you into the conversation because as we are fundraising, and this is the part of of what we do here twice a year, we mm-hmm. remind our listeners that we are on the air by the grace of God and Amen. their generous support. But we also want to remind them why they support Afr. So we want to yeah. continue doing the type of programming that they're accustomed to. So uh, as best we can, I would like to weave this story in and out of reminding our listeners that they can give online at AFR.net and they can also call 877-616-2396. So brothers, (laughs) let's talk about what is going on with Southern Baptist Theological Seminary Mm -hmm. and reparations off the top rope. Okay. I just, (laughs) I just, um, I, so here is a story in case people are not familiar with the story. Um, this is from the website Protestia. Mm. It's my first time seeing this site, but they're a little bit uh, saucy. <laughs>
2: yeah. and, uh, and so
0: everybody, I think if you go to the website and check it out, you, you'll, you'll gather that <laughs> as you look at the article. Um, but it writes, the flagship seminary of the Southern Baptist Convention has announced millions of dollars in scholarships to be doled out exclusively to black students in a move of affirmative action, um, this website calls it, that they hope will stave off further criticism from the seminary. And mm-hmm. uh, I guess the groups of people who are calling the Southern Baptists racist, yeah. their words. Yeah. Um, the details <laughs> of this appear to be that a million dollars will be set aside every three years until they have $5 million in their coffers right. to be able to give only to black students who qualify. So if you are not black and qualify, but experience financial hardship, you don't have access no, to those funds. That.
2: Sorry, mm-hmm. no coin Okay,
0: um, so, <laughs> so so, so this... is it going to take fifteen years to get the, the five million? <laughs> well, yeah they're 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 on they're on like the slow student plan. Wow, I mean that's again, <laughs> the kid who wow. doesn't want to graduate anytime soon. But um, so so let's talk about this, and and yeah. we'll weave this into our reminder that this is the first day of our fall share-a-thon This is the mm-hmm. type of content that we bring to our listeners. We look at this through a biblical lens. So when I see this, gentlemen, I see um, SBTS basically saying that we have to repent for something someone else has done. Mm -hmm. And we've got to make restitution for something that someone else has done. Um, There's no biblical defense for
3: this, is there? Well, let let me say this, because I also think that this is a part of a compromise on the campus mm. because there were some who were pushing for the removal of certain names, slaveholders' and, names from buildings yes. yeah. to rename certain facilities and things of that nature. And yeah. the school itself didn't describe this as reparations payments. Well, no. it, it was like but, scholarship or? Yeah. It's just, yeah. They just described it as scholarship money, but they're going to keep the names of everybody in place and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was a part <laughs> of the conversation. And mm-hmm. And so just to to cut right to the chase, since we're coming off the top rope, um, I've said on my program, and I don't want anybody to mischaracterize what I'm saying, but simply put, there is no biblical foundation that supports a person repenting for somebody else's sins. Mm -hmm. No. Now, hear me well, you can lament over someone else's past sins, Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. grieve over them, you can acknowledge them, you can even make intercession on behalf of people who have when I mean by intercession, I don't mean just prayer. I mean interceding on behalf of someone who's been aggrieved based on somebody else's sins, but you cannot repent for someone else's sins. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so it appears that this particular seminary is yielding to the press of the culture mm-hmm. to pay the and I'm gonna use your turn, Mickey, uh the monetary libations <laughs> fees. Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. for the god of, or uh, should I say, the idol of skin color in our culture. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. the seminary is is saying, okay, we'll we'll pay you the cost of admission mm-hmm. in a, in an, in a hope in an effort to cause those who would pounce upon them as for violating the, the fundamental tenets of wokeness. Um, <laughs> in an effort to keep them at arms' distance to. to to assuage the hordes from continually criticizing
2: them. Now, and and, and one of the things that bothered me about this, they had a set of, I think it was four, three or four things that they wanted to point out SBTS will continue to express. This is number one, lament Mm -hmm. over the sinful dimensions of its legacy, including slavery and racism, and pledge to be an ever more faithful, an even more faithful servant of the body of Christ in the education of faithful Christian ministers. My question is... At what point are you forgiven? Yeah, like when okay. does it stop? Like when when does it stop? When are you forgiven? That's my my so question. So let's
0: let's do this. Let's break here and and let's give the number. Um, because again. This is the type of conversation that we want to have on around cultural issues just Mm -hmm. like this. We want to filter it through a biblical lens. Wanna make sure that we stand on the side that the Lord is on, right? Not inviting the Lord to come to our side, right? But standing on the side that the Lord is on. And we want to make sure that we are doing that in a way that, yes, we want to be relevant. We want to talk about what is going on in the culture, but that doesn't mean being overtaken by the culture. And I have another article here. I'm going to give the number on the other side of that though. I have another article that shows in just a year it seems like SBTS has kind of succumbed to the pressure that is this cultural hiccup that we're having right now. It's Mm -hmm. been sort of, um, I would say, forced upon the church, and the church seems to be losing the battle here Mm. that is, I would say, is supposed to be the resistance. Yeah. If you appreciate this kind of conversation, if you appreciate this kind of content, this is what we want to bring to you on a regular basis. Would you support this ministry? Would you support the ministry of American family radio and American family association? There are two ways to do that. 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396 or you can give online at AFR.net, AFR.net. Um, As long as these microphones are open, (laughs) (laughs) we will be talking about these issues um, unapologetically, which could also be code for unafraid Mm. of what the culture has to say and Mm -hmm. the culture is speaking loudly. But I I would say that um, the, the greater voice is in the Christian. Yeah. I mean, the the greater voice is with the Christian, right? Like, we don't have to be afraid to talk about what is happening in the culture and to come at that from a biblical worldview. We say the word of God is the straight edge. Everything's got to align with that. If it doesn't, it has to be shaved off. It has to be shaved off. So here we have SBTS seeming um, to cave to the culture. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Answer your question, Will, on the other side of this break. This is day one of our Fall share Jesus Christ is our living hope. We are not going to cower. We're not going to cave into Amen. the culture. Help us keep doing what we're doing. 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396. Or give online at AFR.net. AFR.net.
1: Jesus Christ, my living hope. Our nation is experiencing lawlessness, violence, pestilence, and through it all, God is our living hope. Call now at 877-616-2396 or pledge online at AFR.net. And thanks for partnering with us during Shareathon.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate that when you listen during this time slot, there are certain expectations that you have of us, and I believe that chief among those expectations is that uh, we are going to apply Scripture to what we look at in the culture. Amen. I think that you've become so comfortable with us and so aware of what our angle is. You know, people <laughs> right. tune in, they're like, "What's their angle?" Yeah. You know that our angle is going to be the straight edge of the Word of God, and I would imagine. That if ever you tune in and you hear us just kind of talking about issues off the top of our our head and Mm -hmm. off the cuff, Mm -hmm. that you would be disappointed. And in fact, I would hope that you would be disappointed. The word of God remains sure. Mm. And in the time that we're living in, when we say that Jesus Christ is our living hope, man, that has far reaching application, right? It's not just to say if things don't go the way we plan, well, Jesus Christ is our hope. No, even when things are going the way we like. Even when things are looking Mm. pretty good, Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is still our living hope. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something else. Let me tell you something else. The promises that the Lord has made to his people— those promises are yes and amen. Mm. And, you know, we talk about this. Um, Abe says this often. This is not the first time it's it's been dark before, right? <laughs> like this is, this is not the first time that we've walked through as in the history of the church. Let me say it that way. This is not the first time that we've been under attack. Right. I often say that the gospel has never existed in safety. That's right. Mm. And people often scratch their head. Like when, when I say this, kind of like, wait a minute, <laughs> no, because America. <laughs> they're like, hold on a second, well, because remember <laughs> Constantine's edict of toleration? Mm. And remember from that point, Mika, like they're like, no, Mika, it's not that you're not right, you're just wrong. So, but here's the point that I'm making even when it seems that things are going well, we have to remember that there is still a target on the gospel. There mm. is still a target on the gospel and the yeah. proliferation of it. So, This is day one of our Fall share Day one, yes. Day one. We usually get this
2: right about day three. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I know. You got it perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: you know exactly what you're doing, and then it's over. Um, Help us keep doing what we're doing. Uh, Support this ministry. When you give during this hour, you are saying yes to the programming, Um, Aaron the Addisons. You appreciate the work that Will and I do here day in and day out. I have to say, I'm grateful just to be invited onto Will the Great's show. (laughs) Anytime. Mm -hmm. You can come on my show. Thank you. For clearing your schedule. Um, I, I just would say I, I am petty and I know that. And that's the first step in, I guess, healing. Uh, just knowing that I have that as an issue. I will say I did request to um, to talk to this audience, but Will had a guest that was already scheduled. So he bumped me. <laughs> I, just, I, just, <laughs> I just want everybody to know he bumped me. He was well, like, oh. we just oh. had a communication
2: problem. So he's I like, didn't I know. can't
0: do Tuesday. He took out a calendar. He's like, oh, does, can you do a Wednesday or a Thursday? You know, I mean, it's fine. Um, Anyway, help us keep doing what we're doing. (laughs) 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396. Or you can give online at AFR.net. It's kind of awkward, gentlemen, to talk about what we do here at the American Family Association and through the vehicle that is American Family Radio, because you don't want to toot your own horn at the same time, you want to remind our listeners of where their resources are going. Yeah. So even right now, I would say that what is kind of being churned out from American Family Association mm-hmm. is something that is really challenging and battling the culture today. Yeah. When yeah. you look at sort of the exposés that we've done on Black Lives Matter, just for one, mm. if you look at that and look at the huge impact that that is having not only on the church— but also on institutions who reference the kind of research that we've done here. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a huge difference in battling this culture and standing up for biblical truth. Yeah. And that's just one aspect of what we're doing recently. Yeah. If I could just go back to this story, um, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, before we went to the break, Will the Great, you were asking the question, when does the lamenting stop? Right. Because one of the points here uh, coming from SBTS is that um, not only are they going to, what appear to be reparations and not only are they going to hand out reparations, um, but they're going to continue to lament their past. Right. So the question is when, when do you get the victory?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like that,
0: when do the lamentations stop?
2: And I don't know if it, it, it will. And I don't know, even know if the quote unquote reparations, I know that they, they're not calling it that, you know, would be sufficient to stop you know, the arguments that are going forward. So I don't, I, I just don't know uh, if the lament and the, the constant lamenting, you know, will yeah. will do anything. You, you know what I'm saying? So my question yeah. is, if you're going to continue to do this after you have made reparations and, you know, uh, made scholarships and things like that, when are you off the hook? You mm-hmm. know, and that's my question. Well,
0: let me, I would say this and Abe, I'll get your take on this. I think that anyone who begins to adopt critical race theory Um, as a framework or even if they they take it as an hors d'oeuvre I don't know whatever people are calling it to try to weave it in and make it innocuous when it's really destructive Um, if you take any aspect of critical race theory and attempt to use it um, and say that it can only go this far I think you do several things I want to get your take on this Abe as well I think you you put yourself out there and you make yourself an object of attack that it's you've now shown the woke folk that you're in, mm. that that it's on your radar and that you're considering it. You've considered it and you've come up with these toppings for birds. Right. <laughs> and so now they're they're going to swarm you. Right. Mm. And addition to that, I think you never get the rest that you think putting up your five million is going to get you. You never get the rest because it shows that now you have submitted to this theory in a sense.
3: Mm, Yeah, I I agree with you. I immediately thought in response to Will's question about the research you did, Miki, on critical race theory and exposing how and why uh, it is is incompatible with biblical Christianity. Mm. And, And I think it's important when we have these conversations that, you know, we don't just whip out terms like critical race theory in an effort to shut down dialogue on the entire conversation, uh, Mm -hmm. but to specifically point to what the problems are and how these theories in in Apostle Paul's parlance in Colossians 2 are deceptive, deluding, and captivating Mm -hmm. um, because they're humanistic philosophies that rely upon human principle as opposed to the truth of Christ. Mm. One of the fundamental touchstones of critical race theory and critical theory is that there is no forgiveness.
0: Right. There is a
3: requirement of perpetual penance and the perpetual offering of penance is, as I alluded to earlier, the cost of admission to prove that that you are on the level. You know, if if you are unwilling to capitulate and to be obeisant perpetually, Mm -hmm. then you immediately it's almost as if you have rescinded your contrition. Wow. Mm. So That's once right. once you it's like blood in the water to a shark once you yep. submit to the penance in order to continuously continuously have the position of the acceptability to in this is critical theory language the 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 correction of the wicked hegemony mm. the uh-huh. the way you maintain your position of being properly positioned for the wicked hegemony is if you stay in that position of penance. Mm. So yeah. your 15 years of collecting a a million dollars every three years, will become 25. Mm -hmm. Your 25 years become 75. Your 75 years become 125. And the moment you say, okay, we no longer want to pay penance, then you completely are disabused of your previous 125 years of penance being offered. So so
2: do you think they would know this and just are willing to just be on the hook for this (laughs) perpetually?
3: You know, this is the seminary that, what, that Al Mohler is the president of, right. I would be hard pressed to think that he's unaware of the parameters mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. critical theory, critical race theory and what it espouses. Mm. Um, and I think this is an example of what people do when they think that there are portions of, I'm just saying straight up, this wicked theory that can be reconciled with biblical Christianity. Mm. And so I think Man. they're dipping the toe in the water. Mm.
0: Absolutely. And and I would say, you know, and I want to I want to be gracious as, as, as best we can. But we want to be honest. Right? right. Having looked into this and having researched this, I would say that for sure what happens in a situation like this is not so much that they are unaware, but it is almost a display that our hope is not in Christ. Mm. Our hope is in the arm of man. Our Mm. hope is Mm. in our best human effort. And the human effort then becomes what the culture is Currently crying out for. Mm. So the culture is crying out for reparations and not just monetary reparations. Right. The culture is crying out for posture reparations. Right. Mm. That you are now flipping partiality. You're saying this is right and good and true because of the color of my skin. I get Mm. to show partiality um, and not be judged for that. That's Mm. that's acceptable. And so I think that what SBTs is going to find is that even as it graduates black ministers or you know black Baptist ministers, mm-hmm. what they are now setting themselves up for is to always have this charge looming overhead. oh, but it took 2020 to get you there
1: mm-hmm. oh, but it, it took this enough. cultural
0: moment to yeah. get you there, and so now you have admitted that you have a history of you know their words racism and celebration or ignoring racism. And you're never going to be able to overcome that. What is far better, mm. and we'll give the number here and go to a listener testimony. What is far better, in my opinion, is to apply the word of God. Now, look, when you get it wrong, you say, man, that was wrong. Yeah, that was wrong. Yeah. But we're not going to give in to cultural demands of, of today, right, yeah. to make it right. we're We're... <laughs> We're going to put our hope and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're going to apply the scriptures as they should have always been applied. And,
2: and let me just say this. There's one of their motions, uh, number three, was leadership uh, pledged to be, become more faithful in telling the seminary's story and the founder's story with accuracy and biblical witness. And the 2018 report on slavery and racism in in Southern's history is a starting point. And uh, Mola said there is always more to learn about how to tell our, our story more faithfully I think that could be a good thing that they would just say, this is our past. This is where we came from. You know, not in a way of, you know, just being perpetually guilty, mm-hmm. but hopefully that, you know, talking about it and speaking on it would relieve them of some of the, well, you know, this is what you were about. This is how you were formed. Yeah. If you yeah. recognize that and say, yes, we realize that let's go forward,
1: you know, yes. that
2: they were wrong, you know, mm-hmm. on that issue, mm-hmm. but they still were right in justification and, and, and all the biblical issues. But that was wrong as a biblical issue. They missed it. You know, and I, yeah. I think they can go forward from that if it's done the can, right way. Can
3: I say something briefly yes. in response yes, to that? Yes, go yeah. ahead. Go right and, ahead. And, and I think that's critically important because what has happened historically with SBTS and other places is that they've ignored or shaded the truth mm. about the places where some of the founders in these areas were wrong, were mm. innocent, yes. and were not corrected. Mm. Yeah. And in an effort to kind of bring credibility to their institutions, they had basically attempted to deify and idolize men mm mm-hmm. but yeah. by being mm-hmm. honest about yeah. these historical realities you have the opportunity not to elevate men but to highlight Christ yes. to say Come even on. in spite of the places where these men missed it this is where they were accurate and here yep. where we are now mm-hmm. is a continued testament to God's grace and this is the phrase I like to use mm-hmm. that the Lord majors in using crooked sticks mm-hmm. to paint yes. straight lines yeah. and there's Amen. no need to deify people but you're able to show the mm-hmm. grace of God in action throughout history to show how he can use fallen men yeah. to accomplish his purposes and to show how his grace corrects us.
2: Yeah. Um, yes. That the,
3: the Bible says those whom the Lord loves, he chastises. That's right. That's, that's not right. only to the unregenerate that are being converted. That's even within the context of those of us who are saved. Yeah. That God mm-hmm. continues to correct us that's right. as we walk with him. And I, it think I think it gives a biblical and a beautiful opportunity to exalt Christ over culture and in culture, and provide that as a foundation for the ministers that are being reared through that particular institution. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396. Support this kind of conversation. Support this kind of discussion where really we have to pierce the darkness Mm -hmm. that is encroaching. And I say that as, as... it has encroached. Yeah. It's it's already here, yeah. right? There is thick darkness, but the Word of God is fully potent and totally sufficient for the darkness that we're in right now. Help this work continue. 877-616-2396 or online at AFR.net. Will the Great, do we have a listener testimony queued up? Yeah, sure. This is Crystal from Texas, and I just love AFR so much. I particularly listen to Erin Addison and Hamilton Corner and I just wish so much that we had had access to these things when my kids were growing up and uh, I was listening to a message Friday and the lady was talking about how she didn't raise her children in church and she was just so upset and that is how it feels and then Nikki just responded by praying with her and before Nikki even started I was like, this prayer is for me and my children, too, because, you know, as much as we did better than our parents did, we still fell way, way, way short. My husband and I are both first-generation Christians and just totally dysfunctional, chaotic messes. (laughs) Keep up the great work. Mm. Wow, wow. That is what your support allows um, for. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. 877-616-2396. Help us keep doing what it is that we're doing. If it's a blessing to you, if it's been an encouragement to you, if it's a challenge, if you are equipped and informed, um, we need your help to keep doing it. 877-616-2396. Or you can give online at AFR.net, AFR.net. If you are new to American Family Radio, you've only been listening a short while, and um, maybe you've never given before, you know, you've kind of been um, just kind of thinking about it. You're like, man, you know, I, I like the content. I like what I'm getting. Maybe this is the share where you participate. Maybe you say, you know, I've, I've listened for the last year, um, maybe just a few months. Yeah. Uh, I would like to encourage you to partner with us in this work. Um, sharing the joy and the blessing that is piercing the darkness, that is turning to Jesus Christ as our living hope. Um, we we don't have to faint in this culture because Amen. we know that the Lord Jesus is real and Amen. we can trust all of his promises. Uh, we don't have to be afraid in the culture. When we talk about what's going on, we don't have to do that, um, as we call it, soup mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, it's the <laughs>
2: We haven't said that in the a The person who is
0: always <laughs> apologizing for oh. what we believe as Christians, in my opinion, <laughs> they sound like a person trying to talk while enjoying a bowl of soup. You can't do it, right? You're afraid to lose something, right? And so you can only say a few things because if you are full on in your convictions, then you lose the soup, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, not man. here, not on this program. No, no. Um, we're going to talk no. about it. If the Bible addresses it, we're going to address it, right? If the, if the straight edge of the word of God gives us strong conviction that we must address what's happening, then we're going to address it. Um, hold the soup. Hold the soup. And you make that you make that possible when you support this ministry. 877-616-2396. 877 877-616- 616 Or you can go online and give at AFR.net. That's AFR.net. So great to have Abraham Hamilton III of the Hamilton Corner here with us. When we get back, we'll pick up talking more about what's happening in the culture and how you can be a part of helping us tell the truth.
1: Jesus Christ, my it's Share-a-thon, and God is our living hope. Pledge your support at 877-616-2396 or give online at AFR.net. And thanks for partnering with us during Shareathon.
0: Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. This is day mm-hmm. one of our fall Shareathon, where we remind you that we are on the air by the grace of God. It's been the grace of God. That has allowed us to do what it is that we're doing Amen. to, I would say, provide the strategy to continue to build and expand this ministry um, to be able to tell the truth. Um, I think it was in our spring share a uh, that we played a clip where it was uh, Buddy talking about um, Brother Don's conviction that, you know, mm. when we own the microphones.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. that that is so powerful a statement. And as you look at what is being pumped uh, sort of into our lines of vision, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's your Facebook feed or it's your Instagram feed or it's your Twitter feed. Um, people are selecting the type of news they want you to care about. Mm. Right. Yep. And and they've gone a step further. They've gone a step further. Not only are they selecting the type of news they want you to care about, but they are shaping that news. They mm. they are telling you how to care about that news. They are telling you how to think about that news. Yep. and the fear of the Lord is not in their eyes. Mm. They've forgotten how to blush oh, the things that mm. we celebrate in this culture today, man, we, oh. we don't even have the grace of shame, oh. right? Like, and so, <laughs> so it becomes so vitally important for the ministry of American family radio to keep telling the truth. That's Look, right. A few years ago, they looked at us and they said, why are you guys bothering Netflix? <laughs> why are you guys, why, why, why don't you guys <laughs> just right? leave Netflix alone? <laughs> and now people who don't fear God are like, Getting Man. rid of Netflix. That's right. They're like, okay, this is too much for me. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And so what happens is American Family Radio is on the cusp of this. Yeah. We are the ones who are standing, who are crying out, who are warning people, who are saying, hold on a second. Mm. Do you see what is happening? Do you see what is being pumped into our culture? They say you are an alarmist if you say that there are people who want to rob our children of their innocence. Mm. They say, you you guys are sick. That's all you think about. And then as they begin to see it happening, we just get there first. And and the reason we get there first is because of discernment, by the way. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We get there first, not because we're so smart. Right. But we get there first because of the Holy Spirit and discernment. And so once the culture gets there, we've already been crying out and warning and saying, this is what is happening. This is what's on the horizon. And again, I'm saying all of that to say that the ministry and the work of American Family Association And American Family Radio, by extension, is vital. It is vital. It's not optional. And we are asking you humbly and sincerely to keep supporting this ministry. Help us continue telling the truth. Help us continue doing the work that no one else is willing to do. I would say this, you know, there are organizations that we watch um, on a regular basis Mm -hmm. kind of flip-flop. Mm. Kind of, you know, look at the direction that the wind is going in yeah. and say, well, this is where we're going to stand today. By God's grace, American Family Association, we're not doing that. We're saying, mm. man, you know, we got to take the hard stance. We got to be comfortable not getting invited to the dance. That's
2: right. Right. And, you know, it, it, it's amazing as you, as you talk about this. I, I, Sometimes I just sit back and think about the things that we have to talk about now. I, I know it. Like, it's amazing. that It's, it's like we're actually talking about this. Yeah. Like, this is actually happening. You know, and being able to to see this and and sound the alarm and to uh, show biblically why this is wrong or the direction direction we should be going in. It's amazing Mm -hmm. that, you know, we see this stuff happening in our day. And so we have to be equipped and equip our children to be ready because, look, we we think we're dealing with this now. It's going to be even worse. By the time, you know, they grew up in, in, in are That's adults. Right. And so we have to equip them now, you know, for to be ready for what they're going to uh, experience.
0: And you're a part of that. When you support this ministry, you are a part of that. Amen. 877-616-2396. 877-616-2396. You can call or you can give online at AFR.net, mm-hmm. AFR.net. Abe, let's talk a little bit about what is going on um, with Amy Coney Barrett. Like, let's let's talk about um, maybe some of your observations. She's sharp. Um,
2: she's sharp. I'll just say that.
0: She's yeah, OK, sharp. <laughs> That's all I have Will to say. Great, man of <laughs> <few words. laughs>
3: she's sharp, man. I'm, she's yes, taking these questions and sharp. she's hitting home yeah. runs. Yeah. So, I wonder if you're alluding to that particular point in the hearings this morning where Senator Cornyn from Texas, uh, said, you know, we are senators here. All of us have all these stacks of books and binders and papers. Would you mind showing us what you're using, uh, the, 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 the notes and things that you're using to answer questions uh, <laughs> during this hearing? What's in front of you? And she picked up a Senate, U.S. Senate chamber notepad that had nothing written on it. <laughs> wow. Uh, and she's just wow. reciting case after case after Man. case after case yeah. after case, which, which brings— to the fore, mm-hmm. many of the attacks concerning her faith, many of the attacks concerning her uh, being misconstrued as being a policymaker as opposed to, as opposed to a judge, mm-hmm. they just reveal the fact that they don't have, no, there's no one who objects to Amy Coney Barrett's confirmation to the United States Supreme Court because she's not qualified to be there. Right, they can't <laughs> say that. There's yeah. no one who could make that argument with a straight face. Right. And instead, they're using this confirmation hearing Process to launch campaign. political yeah. campaign yeah. arguments, much of them contrived to try to boost the the stature in the nation for the vice president, former vice president Joe Biden in this candidacy, in an effort to try to beat President Trump. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of a an overarching summary yeah. of of what's been happening. But it's just amazing to see her answer question after question yeah. about various cases, various precedent, uh, going into the facts of each of the cases as if right. she just. Litigated them yesterday, right. and these are cases from years ago. Right, she's been on the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals for several years now. Yeah, and and, and it's amazing to witness that.
2: You know, it's it's, it's something I, they try to reference. You know, uh, Justice Scalia a lot to her and stuff. And one at one point, she was like, "Well, what you're getting here is Amy Coney Barrett." You know, like right. this is right. I can speak for myself basically is what she's saying. She's she's handling her own. You know, her own. Uh, Dick Durbin was trying to trap her on on different things, but she. She knows what she's talking about. And you Mm -hmm. can you can tell that she's ready. It's
0: amazing to me. And I want to get you guys take on this. Um, It's amazing to me how our culture um, likes to take what they present as the moral high ground when it's it's convenient for them. And it's constantly changing, by Mm. the way. Right. So if you think back to uh, Justice Kavanaugh. Right. Mm. Um, Christine Blasey Ford said that she was she was concerned. She thought he might accidentally kill her. You remember that, like she thought that she, that she might lose right. her life accidentally because of being attacked by Justice Kavanaugh, and the the position of the liberal women and the hats and everything, you know, everything <laughs> yeah. that was gone, Everybody right. can remember back to that. The position of these women is that this man is so morally defunct that there is no place for him on the high court. Right? This there is no place for this man. But now the argument seems to be that um, Judge Barrett is too good to be on the high court Mm. it's it's interesting now they won't say that right but that's the thing it's like oh I mean you know are we to believe that she's actually raising all of those kids I mean right right? I mean there's there's one journalist that actually said she's probably like the Kardashians and I'm paraphrasing here probably like the Kardashians (laughs) has a nanny hiding in the closet to bathe the children right it's like we cannot believe that she could be doing all of this which is an insult to the quote-unquote women's movement in this country Mm. But it's like the morality of these people, and I'm putting quotes, people can't see that, but I'm putting quotes, the morality of these people that, that we really are spiritually at war with is constantly shifting. I'm wondering if you yeah. guys are noticing that.
2: I, I would say it is. you know, just watching, you know, uh, they're pushing back on her, you know, a lot about, especially about the, uh, Obamacare, they're, you know, but I, I noticed as well that because she's a woman, they are, they, they are stepping lightly. Like they're not mm-hmm. attack, attacking her, you know, all life. That was like a male, man, he would be viciously attacked, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think this, they they understand that we can't just be cutthroat and just, you know, do the things we did to Kavanaugh. But at, mm-hmm. the, same, at the same time, you know, they are trying to uh, back her in the corner and say that you will overthrow uh overturn Obamacare and all this kind of stuff and they're trying to prove that point and like Abe said the campaign on it so they can use this probably as clips <laughs> you know on the news and things like in mm-hmm. social media like we were talking about yesterday but man they they know they can't you know uh stop her so mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's just a done deal
3: Yeah and and to your point Mickey I, I I agree with it I agree with you. you just said well just now and to your point it's, it's true that the 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 air quote morality of the movements and the, you know second wave feminism and all of these things Amy Coney Barrett should be the personification of what they wanted, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That's true. But because they have a higher loyalty yeah. <laughs> uh, that supersedes their loyalty to what appears to even be their commitment to want to see a successful uh, a career woman who's a mother who's also wife and all this kind of stuff because they have a higher loyalty, which would cause me to ask, well, what exactly is that loyalty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think if we would just kind of un- unpack the case or peel the onion back, whatever metaphor you want to use, mm-hmm. that when mm-hmm. you get down to it, that their commitment to their wicked sacrament of abortion mm. is higher on their you know, race to the top, which is the race to the bottom, Miggy, your, right. your phrase, is a higher intersectionality push than even them having a publicly visible, successful career mom and wife who is a legal scholar on the highest court in the land. Mm. I mean, it it is remarkable to witness this that yeah. their commitment to the preservation of the right to kill children, to <laughs> kill children, oh my goodness, from the people who wax poetic about compassion, is mm-hmm. more important than seeing a a a eminently qualified woman uh, nominated and seated on the Supreme Court. Yeah.
0: Well, I tell you what, then so let's 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 use that um, sort of as a springboard. And I, I want to give the number, remind our listeners that this is day one of our fall share We wanted to remind you of what it is that you are supporting so that we keep the conversation going. But we also don't want to fail um, to let you know or to keep it in front of you that. Um, we're on the air by the grace of God and your faithful support. And so we're asking you um, to help us keep doing what it is that we're doing. If you enjoy this kind of conversation, if you enjoy this kind of content, if you are convicted that, hey, you know, there's just not content like this anywhere else. If if that is your conviction, please help us keep doing what we're doing. Support mm-hmm. us financially. Support us, first of all, with prayer and also support us financially. The number is 877 877- 877 616 2396, 616 2396, or you can give online at afr.net. I want to go to another listener testimony shortly here, but I want to set us up for where we'll go, hopefully, on the other side of the break, uh, because Abe, you alluded to this, and this is something that um, we cannot, I guess, stop talking about. So let's have a little bit of a conversation on the other side about the pro life evangelicals for Biden oxymoron (laughs) I mean I don't I don't understand okay but let's have a conversation first let's listen to one of our listeners
3: this is Don in Tennessee and I enjoy your radio station daily but I have to say Will and Nikki on airing the Addisons were spot on today they are on fire these guys they're really getting it out there and uh Nikki says uh, she's not not embarrassed to praise the Lord, and I I thank her for that. Anyway, as a young couple raising young children, they're doing it in the public eye. I, I think it's
0: awesome. Man, what a blessing! Amen. What an encouragement! I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's it's. <laughs> thank
2: you, Don. I appreciate you, that. Thank
0: you. Okay, yes. Th- there you go. <laughs> praise the Lord, right? Um, I I really wanted to have a conversation about this last week, but, and I'm not bitter about it. You might think I'm bitter because I keep bringing it up, but Will bumped me um, from the show. (laughs) And so I couldn't talk, I couldn't talk about this. And so I just had to have a conversation in my own head about the pro-life evangelicals for Biden. What we do with children in this country is, um, is such a demonic thing, right? Like what we say about children Both in the womb and outside of the womb. Right. Mm -hmm. The way we treat children in our culture today, um, to me, is barbaric. And I I don't know, you know, I don't I don't want to overstate it here, but I think we look at other cultures and we describe other cultures as barbaric. Right. Mm. But in the United States of America, if the way we feel about children cannot be described as barbaric, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you describe it. So here is my question to you, gentlemen. Yeah. What do we do with the pro-life
3: evangelicals for Biden?
2: What do you think, Amy? Because I talked about this.
3: (laughs) Well, I I think the first thing we have to acknowledge is that there is a continuous effort to deconstruct language and to reformat and redefine terms to make them mean something different than they've commonly meant. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondarily, um, I think it's critically important, as you all do a wonderful job of doing, is making sure that those who would assert their affinity, their allegiance to a group like this, mm-hmm. that their claims, their positions, their advocacy is evaluated in the light of Scripture. Yeah. That, that's one of the major things that I find is lacking from a lot of this dialogue. We have people who are claiming monikers, claiming associations, having dialogues, and the Scripture is left as a side note mm. to the actual dialogue. And mm. you know, w- one of the things that, that I am, just in my, my personal and interpersonal interactions, is in de- that, that I'm endeavoring to do is to exalt Christ over everything, yeah. Amen. over yeah. everything. Yeah. And I'm, I've seen too many brothers and sisters in the faith willing to bite and devour, to disfellowship, and to, to just uh, bludgeon one another verbally and, and relationally because of something as, subsur- as secondary as politics. Mm-hmm. And so as we seek to confront these issues with the straight edge of Scripture, uh, we have to have a commitment uh, to make sure that Scripture will ultimately be the final barometer for all things concerning life and practice. And so yeah. that, that is how I would res- respond uh, initially to, to an assertion yeah. of uh, pro-life evangelism. And I would say
2: they, they would they say that they uh, are for Biden because of, and they listed some issues, you know, the climate change and different things mm-hmm. like that. And my thing is you, you won't have uh, babies or pe- individuals able to see that if, they, if they're not born. Right, You well, come know, on. I don't understand how that's the, you know, the, re- the response to that, that, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to be for someone who's pro-abortion. So it, it really don't make sense to me. And it's sad because some of those people on that list, or at least a couple of them, you know, I respect, you know, yeah. uh, but yeah. I'm like, man, they're, they're missing it on that. So
0: and I would say this. I know we're coming to the end of the show here, but I would say this. One of the ways that they often try to corner Christians is by saying you guys are single issue voters. And mm-hmm. I reject that on its face. I say, no, we're major issue voters. Mm-hmm. We're not single issue voters. We're looking at the major issues that are on the table and we're voting in a way where we're not. Um, I, I would say, destroying our conscience in right. the process. And there is more to say about this. Maybe we can have a conversation right. about it at a later date, what it means to be a major issues voter. Mm-hmm. Um, help us keep doing what we're doing. Day one of our fall share you're a huge part of this. 877 or online at AFR.net. Until tomorrow, Lord willing.
2: God bless.